0: What you're on another episode of Keeping It Real, and today Jack is back. My brother decided to stop by, so why not have a chat with the man that I grew up with? He's been playing guitar lately. He's coming up with some new songs. He's got his beautiful little guitar here, and he likes to chop on it. We were just talking about Don Bag Daryl, and if anybody knew Pantera, what a wonderful man Don Bag Daryl was. He was fantastic. He played hardcore heavy metal that scared a lot of people. But, man, if you go to the gym or if you just wanted to rage out and have some great, fun, high-energy music, Pantera kicked ass. You never would have thought a guy with a pink goatee that was like a foot long and long hair and tattoos everywhere would have been a complete gentleman. But he came on stage with me when I played. Yes, I played in a band. He came on stage with me. I'm playing, I'm singing, doing rhythm guitar, I turn around and look. Dimebag Daryl is headbanging behind me <laughs> while my band's playing. He came on stage. Good I was stuff. like, holy <laughs> shit. So we get off stage and he says, you guys rock, man. Keep it up. Keep doing it. And we're like, thank you so much, Mr. Daryl. Well, we can't believe you're here. <laughs> and then he hangs out with us. And my brother was there Yeah, and we had some whiskey and Jack and Dimebag started drinking together and dime bag just started guzzling out of the bottle didn't he yeah well he i remember when he walked up at first and i i was just kind of shocked it was one of those surreal moments it's like the guy that you look up to one of the rock gods for us back then he was a rock god well i mean superstar as far as guitar goes when you were playing guitar and i got me 3-2-0-7. playing guitar some it's like we all tried to pattern ourselves after Metallica, Megadeth, Pantera, yep. all that kind of stuff. You got it. That, was, that was our home run. That's our era. That's what we, there's. That's the best music you just named, yeah. in a nutshell, we grew up with. Well, I mean, that's that's what we were always head-banging to. It was the best. That's, that's what young kids and teenagers liked back then in the, in the early 90s, late 80s and stuff. They were it. Yeah, man. They wrote the best music. They wrote the best riffs. They had the best guitarists, drummers. All. I mean, it's just the stuff they were putting out was revolutionary it's still good today anyways we were hanging out at dream world up in arlington for any any of you guys from arlington that know anything about probably nobody will ever remember dream world it it wasn't off division and bowen but it was close to that area in some in like a little warehouse area where they had a bunch of jam rooms and they had an actual live music facility that would probably hold about two three hundred people comfortably inside and then there would be more than that flowing outside of the building where they had the garage doors open everywhere and people would be watching too yeah but it was owned by some christian people just to give a little bit of background on this story
1: and it was like
0: good guys it was basically a heavy metal venue is what it was there was no alcohol there because this was they made this venue so kids could get a start learning how to Play on a stage in front of a crowd without drugs and alcohol, but they were ever present everywhere. They anyways. served cola, <laughs> they served candy at the bar. That's the place, yeah. but it w- it was kick ass, and it was whiskey in the parking lot, beer, weed, or whatever. Yeah, else you it's had. like we all didn't care that they didn't serve. We understood yeah. they were keeping a clean environment, and what they were trying to do was make it where people could get up there and practice. Try their band out. Have some fun. Play for a group. See what they think of you. Yep. Do you bomb? Are you good? Does everybody love you? Try it. Yeah. But anywho, to make that long story shorter now, it's like we've told you I've got you a little bit of the background of where that place was and where that all started. It's We're sitting there in the parking lot probably 15, 20 minutes maybe before you go on or something like that. We're waiting for the other band to finish up and we're like, hey, let's all go have a shot. So I'd brought a bottle of Seagram 7, a half gallon. I had it in my back of my Camaro. You remember the, the old black Camaro? I do. But uh popped the trunk in that, and here comes Dimebag and his black Escalade cruising out. Yeah, up, the Escalade, yeah. Cruising past you're, you're us. you style. And I didn't know who that was, and everybody's like, there's Dimebag Daryl and blah, 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 and holy shit. And he's pulling up and parking, like, I think a couple parking spots away from me over by another car real close. And he gets out and bopping around and head-banging and hair everywhere, you know, like he does, having his good time, being his normal person or whatever he was back then. He was just kind of all over the place. He was a dynamic individual. Very cool guy. But uh, Jeff, I guess, had made friends with the manager or something. Was that what happened? He was knocking on his door from a Star-Telegram, trying to sell subscriptions one day for the four Star or something. Shit, I don't know. And, and got to talk into his manager and manager talked to him long story short and got him in touch with dime. And he told, you know, dime to come check out our y'all show or whatever. And mm-hmm. so he shows up and he's over there. Jeff hollers at him like, we're over here. And he's standing right beside me at my car. And then you're there too. And some other people, a bunch of our buddies or whatever. Uh, and he comes bopping over and he's like, Hey, what's happening over here? <laughs> And he sees me with the whiskey or whatever. And he's like, you care if I get a pull of that? Cause it was like, uh, (laughs) hand him the bottle. Well, I'm, I've never been starstruck before, but I was a little starstruck at that moment. And I was just like, I realized exactly who I was talking to. He's still like a regular person though. But he was shorter than I expected him to be too. And I was like, holy crap. This guy's like five foot seven or five foot eight. He was not tall. And I'm six foot four, so it's like I was like thinking, damn, this guy, I thought he was taller than this, but I was like, it's Don Had Do you say no? There's no chance in hell. It's yeah. like you hand him the bottle, and it's like you let him do whatever he wants to do. Get it to him, man. And he started to chug that bottle like it was water, man, I think for about at least a good four or five seconds, did he not? It was, well, he probably glup, wanted glup. about four or five shots at least. And And after he did that, he's like, hey, you care if I put some of this in my 7-Up? He pulls out a big one liter of 7-Up. I was like, go ahead and fill her up, cuz. He's like, right on. He's like, thanks, brother. (laughs) I was like, holy crap. And, you know, just... From then on, the rest of the night it was just so surreal. It was like hanging out with him, and then seeing him playing on stage with my brother, and messing around with the guys, just having fun, and everybody eating it up at the show. It was like, and he took a pic. He took some pictures with us in the uh, yeah the little back the room. room, the green what they call the green room where you're getting ready to go on stage. Yeah. And um, the fact that he actually walked out on stage while we were playing and started headbanging was so fucking cool. He did not have to do that. No, but he's just a guy... He was probably one of the most down-to-earth, like, famous people you'd ever meet. He was very well-grounded, and he was just, hey, I'm me, and this is who I am, and humble humble dude yeah he was super cool and very gracious i mean i don't know how many people he signed autographs for that night and did it happily even while he was trying to watch the show he's like yeah sure whatever do it real quick and then he's right back watching the show and jamming with y'all whatever he was doing you i know? wish i could play the guitar like him <laughs> yeah so many people wish that <laughs> god damn he was good he was so good well yeah the guy, he was a master at his craft. That's what he was. Freaking virtuoso is what I call the guy. Well, dangerous. I mean, there's people to this day that want to try to learn to play guitar like him because he was just. <laughs> there's nobody like that. Yep. <laughs> he was. He was. He had his own style, and he was extreme. To put it lightly, (laughs) yeah, he took the heavy metal sound into a direction it had never went before, and many imitators came along trying to do it. But they helped change the face of rock and roll. It was Metallica changed it big time, and then here comes Pantera. But he's like, I don't know about you, but the first time I heard Cowboys from Hell, I was like, Whoa, what the? Me- this metallica, was, metallica was headbanging rock and roll but this pantera was just had thrash metal had, there was power behind pantera it like Dude, infused yeah. you with power it made you energized it electrified you it could make you violent it could yeah it did well, <laughs> that's why we had mosh pits right <laughs> so yeah but i mean great workout music i've got them on my playlist oh, sure, for going yeah. to the gym they work for that I can't say that I jam it too much anymore but when we were teenagers and growing up man for sure it was like die hard all the way and I still it's just have a lot of respect for what they did but it's just not my jam anymore but super cool guy I mean you can't deny that the guy was one of the most talented guitarists to ever pick up a guitar period the guy played rhythm lead and did all of his own solos I mean he was it as far as guitar on one that. guitarist yes and he could do all the parts for every song all by himself. He was just amazing. <laughs> yeah, so we might have much appreciation for that dude. That's for sure. Well, he was just a good so, guy. So now Jack's trying to learn how to play like uh, <laughs> Don McDi. No, 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 no. Not, not even gonna attempt <laughs> that. No. No, nah, Jack's just learning how to play. Really. So he's just uh, he's coming up with some cool basic rhythms. Uh, he's got an acoustic guitar he bought recently. He's not not even electric. Um, not saying that he doesn't maybe want to go oh, electric someday, I've, but I've played electric plenty when I was younger. It's just not my thing so much anymore. I've got one, I've got a fender, but I just don't have a speaker and I don't plug it in and play it. I pluck around on it sometimes at the house but I'm just trying to be quiet. So I'm not playing the acoustic and making so much noise that my roommates like, damn, it, guy needs to turn right. it down, you know, try to be respectful where I live at, but yeah, that's good. It in works. case y'all haven't noticed, the beginning of this podcast and the ending, there's a heavy metal song. That's me. I wrote everything on that. That's what I do, is yeah. write anything. Heavy metal, electronic music. Did it for what, 10 years, right? Whatever. Um, I was in a band, I don't think, for 10 years. Maybe. Is it like, at least eight. Eh, probably seven or eight years. But did the rhythm guitar and the vocals for that he was good enough he was on the radio and people were requesting his songs all the time for several years did get lucky enough to get on 97.1 with Robert Miguel do an interview got played on there um we got to play with Seven Dust um who's the guy that died bad? drowning the guy the heavily drowning from the heavy drowning we pool we got play drowning pool which they were at the time very good they were an awesome live band. They were great. Yeah. So we got to play with a lot of really good bands. Element uh, 80, uh, that was probably my favorite people to ever play with. And Legion. Yeah. Chad Wilburn's band. Oh, gosh. Those guys are so much fun. Yeah. Philip. I just loved playing with them. Philip Nugget and Wolfman, all those guys. They were great. They were great. <laughs> awesome dudes. And then, of course, my band i loved every one of them i loved gabriel i loved scott i loved jeff um and we had a trade-off we had mixed players at one point we had jeremy skip off the drums and start doing bass or get singing and what i don't remember how it all he, went could, he was talented or is jeremy super talented. jeremy was multi he's, always has been multi-talented he's he just a anything. professional musician the guy's tied at whatever he does he's perfectionist and he's very good. I literally think he could have a career doing something in music as far as it could be a hired gun for somebody on whatever they need, pretty like much. I, like I need a rhythm. I need a drum beat. I need a guitar or whatever. I need somebody to record. I mean, he, can he could do all this, He could be in the studio as just a hired guy to just, I need this and bam, he'd come up with But it. he could get behind the boards and do all the stuff too. I mean, he's just smart. He was yeah. really, He picked and all then, that stuff up. What about Gabriel? Gabriel's like a professional yeah. at yeah, recording. Him too. And, well, he has a recording studio. Recording he has for a long time now. Recording and mixing and Jeff's trying his hand at it now because he's got all the same stuff Gabriel has so he's got a recording studio so he's starting to try and join that fray as well. Sure. He can talk his way through it as good as anybody. That's Jeff's gift. Whether he gets as good as Gabriel or not may not be the question. It's just the fact that if it comes to promotion, Jeff will promote anything. Sure. He knows how to get in contact with people and network with people. But he's also smart enough if he wants to learn how to do something bad enough, he'll figure it out, too. Oh, yeah. He's diehard. He'll go after something like really hardcore if he wants it. Yeah. No, that's, that's one thing that... And Scott, Scott, he's always n- nothing to say about Scott, but he's, just a, he's he just a bad motherfucking drummer, and he doesn't want to play guitar, he doesn't want to record nothing, he doesn't want to do anything else, he likes beating the shit out of drums, and he's fucking badass at doing it. Scott is an awesome guy, and just as awesome of a guy as he is, he's that awesome of a drummer too, I agree. Yeah, I loved him. He was one of the most pure, wholesome kind of dudes, really, in the band just a good-hearted guy he is in general very very light-hearted big dude looks him kind of imposing and And carries himself well and and yeah and he is not dangerous at all he is one of the most cool guys period he's not gonna kill you he's just he's a good dude i like old scooter him and philip live right close to each other in godly now (laughs) and now philip is involved with lockjaw yeah he's doing their lead guitars so now they will finally have badass solos. I agree. You, you took the words out of my mouth. Because we never had them. Not that, not that Jeff wasn't good, but he's just... Jeff didn't know scales, modes, all the different things like that. Philip can wail on a guitar. Right. So Jeff just made interesting sounds to fill spots and, and put stuff in the background, which was cool. But now Philip can throw in a wicked freaking solo that everybody will love. Because he knows how to play the scales for the he's song. He's a Kirk Hammock slash, like, Dimebag Daryl type guitarist, and that guy can do it. I can't tell you. <laughs> when I heard they got Philip doing the lead guitarist, I thought, wow, smart move. Dude, Smart yeah. move. Well, if you're going to get somebody, you might as well get the best. And then out of the people that we know, I don't know anybody better. Either. And he's one of our good friends. Why not? Yeah, we're supposed to he's he's wanting to entertain me and you one night over there with him and Stacy, so hopefully we can work that out. I'd yeah, love that. Yeah, that would be cool. You know, speaking of which, tonight Jeremy Hill wanted us to come to Oklahoma to a brisket roast for a birthday. <laughs> Couldn't <laughs> make it. Blah blah blah. blah couldn't make it Blah. <laughs> love no Jer- hey i'm, I'm it's lo- hard for me to turn down meat you know i love yeah meat. i love Jeremy, but oklahoma couldn't make it and so much going on well here. i just i have my son and we got so many things around here it's just like i just love the guy i just don't have the time jeremy love you buddy yeah we'll catch up one day oh he knows it yeah just couldn't make the brisket roast so another time so where is this music thing taking you You got a guitar in your hand right now. We're recording and Jack is literally like molesting a guitar. He's got his arms arms wrapped all around it, touching it and feeling it. I'm just kind of leaning on it. (laughs) So, are you going to... Is it a, a bigger deal to you to learn the guitar and rhythm or is it a bigger deal for you to learn how to hone your voice into... I've come, different I'm, scales, tones, notes, and be able to sing. I'm getting to where I'm doing stuff now with my voice all the time. That's like not every day, but week by week, week by week, and month by month. It's like I just get a little better and a little better at something. And it's like, man, I didn't know my voice could do that. And it's like then I start trying to press that a little bit and see what I can do as far as going a little higher or a little lower or carrying a note. Everybody's it is. different. You got to find out where your octave range is at and just finding your head voice your chest voice your mix you know all that stuff and then having the right amount of nasality whenever being you're doing stuff being able something. to sing is a big part of his breathing there's breathing a lot breathing. more aspects to it than what you would realize and I never would have thought it because I'd never even thought about being a vocalist or singing my whole life here I am I'm you know just turned 43 today but it's like this all started probably in my and I turned 42 it's our birthday so wish us happy birthday as you listen to this you sons of bitches <laughs> yeah uh 40 i'm 43 now jason's 42 we share the same birthday unfortunately that's just the way it worked out actually it's not unfortunate I no think it's, it's cool. cool mom squirted us out thank you yeah at least we're alive um we thank mother for squirting us out now i'm kind of losing track where i was at but it's about vocals it's about what you yeah, gotta learn what you gotta do to develop and critique yourself and get better at what you're doing and i I have learned that a big part of being a good vocalist is learning how to breathe correctly and focus on your diaphragm. There's so many things that go into it. If you don't have good support at your core and and everything, and that's where it all starts. ah, You'll be be flat or you'll be too bright or whatever. You've got to find that happy medium. There's parts where you want to go high, and then there's parts where you want to go low, and then parts where you need to be soft or whatever, raspy you know, or have a little bit more grit in your voice, you know, just whatever it is, you got to be able to dig that emotion out in the middle of a song and then make it work. And there's a lot more to it than just going up there and just singing how you think you feel. And it's like, you have to kind of plan that stuff out. You got to budget things throughout a song and make sure you got the breath to do it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a, it's, you know, me, Jason, and I love a challenge. I mean, that's what... I thrived on so much in sports is just the challenge of can I be a perfectionist how good can I be at this or how good can I be at that and whatever I was weak at I always worked on so I could be better at it and the things I was naturally good at not so much because you know I was just I wasn't worried about that I was already good at something it's like I want to go on to whatever's next right and with this, it presents that kind of a challenge. I'm not an athlete anymore because, hey, womp, womp, I'm 43. But it's like now I can be a it's vocal okay. athlete. It's a new challenge for me and it's a new day. And it's that's something you can do when you're 43. You don't have to worry about crushing people in football anymore. This is something you and can I'm, take on as a I'm new not, challenge. A, I'm not by any means a, a good vocalist yet, but I plan to be a good vocalist and I don't want to just stop there. I wanna see how far I can take it and I wanna see if I can be great because I th- really think that I have greatness in me at whatever it is that the Lord sets on me to do, and I feel like this came from him because it damn sure didn't come from me. So is your main thing now I know you have the guitar and you're playing, but this is something new for you is learning how to play rhythms. And singing at the same time is very difficult because those are two separate components in your brain. You've got to break free and be able sure. to continually play rhythm while your vocal is able to follow notes. It's and another do. challenge to definitely try to overcome. So, I your know. singing right now is based on singing two songs that are already written. Yeah, for the most part. I'm just, well, that's how I'm discovering my voice and seeing what I can and can't do. And it's like, Jason knows it's no secret. I mean, I've, in the last couple years, become a big Chris Stapleton fan. I'm kind of late on that train, but it's like I've been learning a lot of his songs and and doing a lot of those, and it's like there's a lot of them that I can do. There's some of them that I can't do, but there's some of them that I'm working on to where I can get to where I can do some of the runs that he does because they're so challenging, And and he's going nine different octaves in just one word, and it's like... You got to have a lot of breath, and you got to have it well thought out and time to be able to do all that stuff and hit the note in the song and be on time and everything. So, yeah, I mean it's challenging for sure. I mean I wouldn't recommend that everybody start off going trying to emulate somebody that's, that's like that, but. I've got the right kind of voice to where I can make some of it work for me. Yeah, if you feel like you're close and you can chase that, then go after it. There's no reason not to. But I have a lot of diversity in my voice. I don't just do Chris Stapleton type stuff. I can do other stuff, too. I, I just, you know, whatever comes around. Cody Jenks or Merle Haggard or waylon jennings uh johnny cash oh yeah that's uh, a good good skinner good old stuff oh leonard skinner will always be simple man i mean that's that's one if you can simple kind of man yeah i mean if you want a song where you're really trying to belt out some notes and you can have some freedom to kind of do what you want i mean that's a good song to kind of play around with yes you know uh There's been some people do some covers of that where they're singing it and it's just, man, it'll blow you away. Amazing so i'm working on doing some kind of my own version of some of that too i just started that last week cool i didn't know you're going that direction with uh, i'm going all over wherever i find something good that i like and it sounds good and i think i can match it with my voice and i can make it mine yeah i'm trying to kind of do a little bit of everything okay let i ask. You i've even st- done some elton john <laughs> dude, elton john's <laughs> fucking badass dude i don't care if anybody says he yes he's gay and Dude, your sexuality doesn't matter. And that's like that Michael kind of Jackson. Stuff. I don't care what he did. even if he He's raped, a fantastic one, too. He, even if he raped children, which I don't necessarily believe that he did. But if he did, there's still not a musician like him. He is one of a kind, and I will love him always for the music he put out on this earth. Yeah. He was deranged. He was a little bit weird. I don't necessarily well, believe he's a child molester not but, not to give anybody any excuses or a pass but it's like he grew up in a very abusive family with his father the way that they were forced to well, play music well that's pretty obvious by pretty how he turned out I mean man so it's all good I don't care what genre of music we're talking about yeah. I love just about everything I'm a heavy metal man. I love rock and roll. I'm a not lot really a have. jazz guy, but I like a lot of other jazz. Stuff. I can appreciate, but I will Boys, not go Bluegrass, to jazz. Country, I'm really gonna sit around and listen to it. rock, gospel, blah, country. Blah. You love. Country. I like some good soul music sometimes too. Do you like country? You like a couple things that I don't like, but I like. I just appreciate good songs and good music. I don't care what genre that's, and is. that's where I'll draw the line out right there. If it's good. I can't if, say shit. If it shit. sounds good, makes me feel good, I can sing along I, to it or I there's something about it that I like, I don't care what I understand good music. Even if it's country and I don't like it, if it's good, okay, sorry, I can't deny it. Yeah. No. Now, 100%. is there any songs right now that you can actually strum and sing or can you only sing to up No, place? I haven't got that far yet. That's not something I've really had the time to work on because I work almost 70 hours a week a lot of times and it's just I don't have the time to commit to doing it yet. But yeah, okay my employment situation changes at some point or whatever and i get to where i'm working about 15 or 20 less hours a week then maybe i can dedicate enough time to doing something like that that. but i either you know i'll come home and play some or i'll sing a little bit or whatever or sometimes even do some of the singing during the day while i'm in the car but it'll probably make some of the bottom strings go out of tune since you did that No, take it up too far there it is say something while I tune it talk about your um, talk about your gonorrhea or something I don't have gonorrhea I've never had gonorrhea <laughs> jeez I'm just talking shit man. I have such an awesome brother y'all just don't even know that's how I keep you talking and just say something ridiculous yeah let's see Sound pretty crisp? Mm Mm-hmm. Sound tuning? Yep. Okay. Maybe Jack can sing with me. All the birds. let oh, she has taught me well She told me when I was young Sun, you're laughing, whoa I dance it till it's gone. The brightest flame burns quick what I heard say. Sun Okay, there's that. Yeah, we just had to do a little mama said. That used to be a jam, like, for us a long time ago when you'd be sitting around just plucking on the guitar some night or something. We I barely all get even in, remember it. We I would all get into it, and it would be a big instrumental and sing-along type deal. And it's fun. It's fun when you can play the guitar and you can sure. get, get a song everybody knows the lyrics to and you can play it. And of course. It's good fun. Well, it's a good way to help kind of entertain everybody and put everybody in a good mood or entertain people, you know? absolutely so there we go we had a little ditty hope you enjoyed it hope everybody didn't have their eardrums burst and their eyeballs start bleeding (laughs) what was that shit (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck anyways so what else is new Uh, not much just like I said steady working still steady working Yeah, doing the old nine to seven, pretty much. Yeah, it's nine to seven right now, pretty much five, six days a week. All right, man. Well, that's good that you're grinding because you're grinding and you're getting paid good so you can put that away and you can do something good with it. Um, Yeah, trying to get a cabin set up on the land right now. Ooh, Jack's going to go off the grid. The government won't even be able to find him. (laughs) Yeah, they will. All I got to do is look up my driver's license. (laughs) He'll be hunting feral hogs. He'll be covered in blood and pig skins and... You won't know where he's at. Well, if things ever go haywire in town, I got plenty of food to eat out there by the river. You'll go out there to try <laughs> and find him, and he'll be hiding in the weeds, stalking you. and Like Schwarzenegger and Commando with mud all over my eyes and my body. Heck yeah. Even better, yeah. You're definitely not Rambo. You're going to be like Commando. You pop up behind That's somebody right. with a knife and stab them. Oh, stick around. <laughs> where are you going? <laughs> Stick around. Stick around. (laughs) We love cheesy Arnold. Arnold has so many good cheesy one-liners in his career. Yes, he did. And then, of course, when the government shows up and overruns your property, make sure you say, "Run for the chopper!" Fuck you! Fuck you! Run for the chopper! Run! Do it now! You're one ugly motherfucker. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he said that to Carl Weathers, didn't No, he said it to the Predator. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. The Predator oh God, pinned the him predator. up against the rock and he goes, Yo, That was after he killed Carl Weathers. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. Jeez. Lots of great one liners in that and Commando <laughs> and all of them. They all had great stuff. Total Recall, Kindergarten Cop. Uh, it's not a tumor. <laughs> twins i mean gosh you just you can name so many different movies with him in it where it was just cheesy i'm a anymore. freaking i'm a schwarzenegger fan for sure oh, yeah, I, mean, I have I been my whole life i idolized the dude i have ever since i was young i mean well, that's probably a big part of the reason well i mean well, he was one of the guys that you idolized as far as bodybuilding goes i know that your whole life so. sure did yeah i mean his schwarzenegger bobbles right there yep you've had that since you were what 20s So, there you go, boys and girls. Before I was 21, I had that Bible right there. If you're dedicated to something, study your craft and be the best you can at it. That's the motto. Yeah. So. Above and beyond that, we were going to keep this nice and short and swift, and I don't know anything else to throw at you to see what you have oh, to say. Well, maybe we come back and add a little five or ten minutes later or something. We Who don't have to add none of this. this. is a beautiful. It was very nice. We got to play the little get fiddle and talk about yeah. life in general. Yeah. And uh, what what do you think about Mr. Biden's administration? <laughs> I don't know comment. No comment. Uh, I, plead, no I, plead, comment. I the fifth. Okay, I'm not going to say anything either. I've got to where I'm out of the political arena pretty much. Oh, it's, there's it's so horrible. There's it's no all reason. it's all a big shit show. It's 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 Hollywood on steroids, is what it is. Yeah, all I feel it. like that old bag is just a puppet, man. I don't know what to say about him. I want to feel sorry for him, but he is he's got a will, so he is saying I'll do it. So. I don't know man pretty close to the devil the white devil all right well guys listen we love you out there in podcast land as always me and jack are very happy that you joined us today and we would love it if you would please subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends and family about it and leave a review please so other people can find the show because newbies out there looking through reviews see great reviews and what do they do they listen it helps us and i need to get more people to listen to the show and listen you can go to anchor.fm looking up this show on the homepage it links to everything it links to apple it links to spotify it links to podbean it links i mean also like i think i'm on eight different podcast places if you go to anchor.fm you can also support the podcast there's a button support the podcast please if you feel willing to do a little bit of Good work for the day. You want to help? Support us for a dollar a month. You won't even notice it. You probably throw a dollar with a change somewhere a month that you lose. I could use it, and you can definitely support with more. So if you want to support more money, I would love you for that. Anything. But the bottom line is a dollar. You have to support for at least a dollar. They won't let you go lower than that. So if it's in your pocketbook to support for a dollar a month and sign up for it, please do so. You help keep this podcast afloat so I can keep going, keep doing this thing. Because this is not my main job. I'm not getting paid to do this. I'm trying to get paid to do this. I'm trying to get more listeners. I'm trying to get more material. I'm trying to get people to do interviews. I'm trying to make this better for you. I want to bring you the best um, material, the best information. Break down the top secrets of the world's most awesome performers in business and athletics. It doesn't matter what it is. I'll deconstruct any of the best people in the world and bring you their information. Sometimes it'll just be entertainment like this. But I promise you, I will always give you value. And that is my... 100% guaranteed promise. I am here to bring you value. I want to help. So, join us next time at keeping it real. Me and Jack are out for now. Right, Jackers? Much love, folks. Take care out there in podcast land, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts in their material and deliver it to you, but please do all of this at your own risk.